Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Active Quest episode 43. I'm back from the dead, and my name is Joseph Yaden. Uh, um, joining me today is Mr. Chris Penwell, the Switch owning Mr. P- Chris Penwell. How are you, Chris? I, I'm excellent. Uh, I, I love my Switch. I, I hug it every day. You hug uh, it every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think Joseph was away uh, for America's Not- Next Top Novel- Model. He was auditioning uh, for that, that show. I, oh my God. You know, what was so funny is my coworker was like, I could tell that she was like taking a video of me and I was walking by and then I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just looked back. And then it apparently was like a whatever, I don't know, it was meme-worthy. So then she posted that video. It was like a Snapchat. So, yeah, that's nice of you guys. I don't really, I don't get the appeal. I think I look like a gerbil, but that's fine. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, guys at Indie Incursion think you're a beautiful boy, as well as us, uh, Jace, Josh and I, so... Uh, that, I that thought was really they were funny saying, to listen to. <laughs> I thought they were saying that about my cats. I didn't think they were saying that about me. He, he, he talked about you and your, your cat. Oh, and the cats. Okay. Yeah. And, um, of course, Mr. Josh Nichols is joining us today. How's it going, Mr. Josh Nichols? It's going pretty good. I'm drinking an orange LaCroix, so things are feeling really extra citrus right now. Oh, man. And I guess I have to... I, I, I don't know. I have to... Admit? <laughs> I have to admit, yeah, that I don't have a LaCroix today. I was Dude. running late. We're recording on a different day today because I'm all my schedule's all crazy, so thank you guys for accommodating. No LaCroix today, but... Uh, I will be going to the store, I guess, this week. Or I won't be going, but I'll order it. And I don't, because I can't go to, I can't, I'm done with the grocery store. I quit. Dude, cold ordering groceries at home and then just going to get it is the best. Well, no, 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 no. They deliver it to me. Oh, they don't deliver in my area yet. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I quit. I quit. I went to the grocery store uh, like a couple months ago and I saw somebody I knew there. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is not going to fly. So, yeah. and they Well, they think that you're there to talk and it's like, no, I'm here to get eggs, man. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm on a schedule, and I don't even remember your name, and we were in a class in high school together once, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, anyhow, thank you guys for joining me today, and again, thank you for accommodating my schedule. And thanks here. for putting up with my hosting, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> Chris, you did good, man. As I was, as I said before we started recording, I think you're you're too hard on yourself with that. Um, I think you did beautifully. So awesome, thank um, you. <laughs> 
So, um, this week is a little bit slower in terms of news, but the community uh, really pulled through and has sent us a shit ton of questions to get through. Mm. So, we'll, we'll be really question-heavy this week. Thank you guys for doing that. That's really, really nice. Um, I, it, it's just so cool, like, these strangers we don't know on the internet are, like, you know, talking to us and stuff. So, thank you. Um, so, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, Fortnite is... Uh, one of the bigger stories there, that whole thing. I, I don't, I'm not too educated with Fortnite in general, so I'll do my best to get through the news on that one. But I'm sure you guys have heard about the Fortnite. That was stuff. nuts. That yeah, whole, that was. I've never seen anything. Event. I've never seen anything like that. Um, the closest thing I can think of was Final Fantasy XIV. Um, for more information on that, check No Clips documentary on uh, Final Fantasy XIV. It was fascinating. Basically, the original game released poorly. And then they redid it for A Realm Reborn, but before closing down the original game, they had this like apocalyptic kind of event. So oh. it's kind of similar to what Fortnite did, and it, it was super cool. So check, check out that documentary when you can. Yeah, and no, no clip is fucking rad, man. Yeah, it's Danny great. O'Dwyer, man, he does he does really good work. Um, so also, uh, League of Legends is coming to consoles, which is like crazy to oh, me. Yeah. I don't know. I just never thought that would happen. Um, I'm more excited about the fighting game, dude. That, that yeah. the fighting game looks sick. Yeah, um, so uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare will be dropping the uh, loot boxes from previous games, and now it's going to have a battle pass system similar to Fortnite and all these other games, so we'll talk about that. Um, so you guys have probably heard about the Hong Kong stuff that's been going on with Blizzard and Activision and all that, Hearthstone, yeah. so um, the U.S. Congress uh, had some criticisms for that. So Just got fucking uh, real. Yeah, so we'll cover that. <laughs> um, and this just broke a couple days ago that Okami is probably coming back, or it is coming wow. back. Yeah. Um, which uh, I feel like is way long overdue. Um, as you guys may remember, it came out in, what was that, 2006? And there's a few so, interesting developments of that as well with one specific director. <laughs> oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. So, And then on the subject of Capcom, um, they had an interesting thing to say about uh, bringing back dormant franchises. And then um, this story just broke today, uh, Saturday, October 19th, that we're recording this. Um, uh, Days Gone developer Sony Bend is in pre-production for their next major PlayStation exclusive, so we'll cover that. And then, like I said, shit ton of questions to get through. Um, I've been playing Call of Duty Mobile, which, uh, yeah, I'm playing a mobile game that isn't Pokemon. What a time to be alive. Um, so we'll talk about that. I've also been playing the Ghostbusters remaster. Just, you know, just a little spooky game to play during the holidays here, the festive times. Um, Josh, you've been playing Killer Queen Black, so I'm eager to hear your thoughts on that. You guys have also been playing, uh, the ukulele and the impossible layer sort of, what, is it like a spinoff kind of, right? Of it's ukulele? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Okay, cool. Donkey Kong Country. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Josh, I've never even heard of this. You've been playing a game called Grobo. I don't know what that is, but... I'm eager to hear your thoughts. And then, Chris, you've been playing a little bit of Fortnite, a Knight's Quest, and Indivisible, which, from what I understand, you've had pretty positive things to say about Oh, I, I love Indivisible. It's definitely in my top five. Uh, we'll go more in, into Indivisible in our review, but I'll be I'll, I'll give you a brief overview of that review here. Um, also, Knight's Quest, a little surprising, actually. So I'll, I'll give you my first impressions of the game uh, later on cool um so yeah uh, not not, any, not really anything too wild going on this week but like i said luckily the, the community was there to give us some extra things to talk about so we will cover that later um so if you guys are ready why don't we get into some news here news <laughs> 
Mers. Oh man, that was that should be a transition. That was good. <laughs> I um, think I took that from kind of funny, so we can't really oh, did use you? that. Oh no, I haven't. I, you know, I haven't. I haven't kept up with kind of funny. In yeah. a while. They got rid of the morning show. It's harder to keep yeah, up I now know. for us yeah. working men. I, I, working I loved. Women. The, I loved the morning show. Like huh. hashtag bring back the morning show. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm doing something and then I'll see a new video pop up and it's like our review of this game that Josh's interested in. And I'm like, oh cool. And then I look at it, it's like four hours long. And I'm like, yeah. guys, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have that much time. Bring it back, um, doggy dog. Yeah. So speaking of not having time. I'm going to really try to stretch this one here. Not having time to play Fortnite? Chapter 2? Question Are you getting better? You're getting better yeah. at the transitions. <laughs> Shitty. Um, okay. So, uh, last weekend, there was some crazy stuff going on with Fortnite. So, the game, like, shut down and apparently was sucked into a black hole within the, you know, lore of the game. And... People were like, what the hell's going on with this? And it was basically like free marketing for the game because I'd never really seen anything like that. Uh, and then it came back. It's it's now, I guess, called Fortnite Chapter 2. So there's a whole bunch of changes. Um, so I've got a Kotaku story here. Shout out to Riley McLeod. Leod? Um, McLeod. McLeod? Is that how you say it? I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and he basically just has uh, a few notes here on what the changes are to, to Fortnite. And then, Chris, I, you can elaborate on what you've played as well. But let's just go through this. Um, we'll just do, like, bullet points. We don't have to get too into the weeds of it. Um, so, number one, you don't have to go back to the lobby after a match. That's really cool. Um, the water the water at Slurpee Swamp gives you shields. Okay, so I guess you can, like, take a dip in the water and get, like, a little shield. That's cool. And I want to go to Slurpee's Swamp. It sounds like it would quench my thirst for Slurpees. Oh, man. That sounds cool, but also, what if there was, like, a river of LaCroix? That would be interesting. That'd be a great sponsored thing It's always lightly carbonated. It never goes flat. Right. Although, I don't know how I feel about drinking LaCroix that other people have swam in. So. <laughs> no, you can't swim in it. You just put your head in there and dunk it up. Oh, like in uh, Willy Wonka? Yeah, man. Uh, what was it? G- uh, Augustus? Augustus Bloop? Augustus, Augustus Bloop. <laughs> what a weird movie. Um, okay, so the pickaxe key has changed. The pickaxe has a dedicated key now on PC. Mm. Uh, you used to equip your pickaxe by pressing 1. Now the key is F. Okay, cool. Um, you can upgrade weapons. Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of a big deal. Whoa. You can hide in dumpsters and haystacks, kind of like Assassin's Creed or Hitman. So that's really interesting. You can carry downed enemies. Or sorry, you can carry down teammates and enemies. Wow. So these seem like really big changes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like a Fortnite player, so but from what I can tell that's you, massive. it seems like... Yeah. Yeah. You can heal yourself with the Bandage Bazooka. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You can fish for health. Excellent. And Fortnite has achievements. I guess these are like in-game achievements, not like uh, like a meta game with you know tro- like trophies or Xbox achievements. So that's cool. Um, Raja and Moses are fighting right now, so if you hear any meowing, I apologize on their behalf. <laughs> um, Battle. They're stars. probably over there, like, no, don't. We don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Oh, exactly. Yep. Hey. That's because Moses. you apologize for them. They were like, don't apologize for me yeah, being, Moses, being great. Quit doing that to your brother. God damn it. I'm going to get the spray bottle. You want me to Damn. get the spray bottle? 
I didn't realize it was some serious shit. This uh-huh. sucks. It's I'm kind sorry, Raja. It's so it's funny because Raja's like twice his size. Um, where were we? Battle stars have been replaced with XP. I don't know what that means. Um, there are medals. Uh, yeah. Matches. Uh, uh, maybe it's me, but matches feel easier. That's what uh, Riley says. Um, yeah, interesting. So, th- I mean, it's like a really big update. And, I mean, as if we didn't think that Fortnite could get any bigger, it just seemed like it sort of increased in popularity here. And actually, we have a question, or maybe even a couple questions about this later on, about, like, you know, if this update is enough to get us back into it. And I was even curious, and, you know, it's free, so really, I mean, you don't have that much to lose. But um, let me get your thoughts on this, Chris. What, I mean, from what don't, do you want to just do your impressions right now, since we're on the topic of Fortnite? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, so I found it really cool how they did this in the marketing standpoint, you know? Um, they had people right. guessing as to what was going to happen. There was like this big portal inside the game and the stream. And uh, when you booted up the game at some point, the whole menu got sucked in into a portal. So like it was just nothing. And that was really intriguing. Um, and then in if you actually see the in-game events, there's actually like this huge this huge stuff going on like a space war going on around you and then the whole world just collapsing and going into a black hole uh so it it was it was it's amazing just check out the video if you haven't um it's it's pretty cool and like i i love how they how the music in that scene kind of like swelled up and it's really cool um so yeah i i dropped in with the switch version of fortnite and uh it transitions into from cutscene to gameplay like seamlessly and that's like a great first impression of chapter two right there um and then you're right in uh i find that the controls are way easier right now with fortnite um it's easier to build and that was a big issue of mine um because that it felt um cumbersome to build in comparison to those who are more uh, learned with the um, Minecraft and Fortnite's building tools, right? So I felt like I couldn't kind of match up with other people um, very well. So that's the reason why I switched to Apex Legends, right? Because that has no building whatsoever. But I feel like this is a bit fairer um, and equals a level playing field. I, I honestly think as well that there might be skill matchmaking in the background as well. So that might be making it easier. And here's the thing. I The first game I played of Chapter 2, I actually got a victory royale. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't Excellent. played it for like a year. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was amazing. Um, yeah. And I just stopped there because I was like, okay, I can't... <laughs> I can't I can't play it more. I'll just it will just ruin that <laughs> moment. You have to end on a high note. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> After one game, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going back to it probably today or tomorrow because uh, cool. I don't know it's, it seems cool. There's a completely new map um, and fishing it has been included. And I, I kind of like the fishing element actually. Uh, it's kind of like a nice detour to the the gunplay, and uh, it's you can also get uh, ammo. You can get special weapons, I believe. Uh, hmm. from fishing if the cutscene before the gameplay is evident of what's going on uh yeah so good impressions of fortnite so far i think they've improved the graphics as well um and uh yeah great good so far so yeah i, so, I, I definitely recommend checking it out and uh, trying it out again 
Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, have you? What were your thoughts on the on the Fortnite stuff? Did you did you think it was interesting? The sort of like you know marketing for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't play anymore, but it's, it's certainly not because I don't uh, like it. I think it's a neat thing. The only reason I stopped playing, and this is to its credit, is because it's just so uh, vast and just just huge, and like it's just constantly growing. I feel like that's a really good game for people that have more time than, than I do. Uh, but I, I love it. I love watching the stuff like this unfold. And I like right. watching the, the, the popular stuff that kind of floats the tops. People that aren't as invested in the community get to see it, you know, like this. Because it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a really cool thing. And it's a really important um, milestone in gaming. Um, I mean, yeah. whether people like it or not, it's, it's an important game. And it's one of those things that's like, it's it's gonna go down in history as like you know a Tetris or a Mario or oh, you know, for just sure. like Minecraft. one of those important games. Yeah, so yeah, kind of interesting. Um, I might check it out. Um, okay, next story here. This is kind of a big deal. Um, League of Legends is coming to console and mobile. So um, it's going to be called uh, League of Legends Wild Rift. And uh, the console version is going to be a little bit more tailored to consoles. So um, I think the controls are going to be like remapped. Um, coming in 2020, no release date uh, as of right now. Um, so the Wild Rift website has the first details about the game. It'll feature like a 5v5 player count and uh, also will have revamped controls. Um, cool. So you can have, there's like 40 champions um, at launch with more to come. It'll be free to play just like the PC version. Um, yeah, this is really cool. Um, League of Legends is so big and I don't, I guess it kind of maybe went, uh, lost a little bit of its popularity since it came out, but it's still really, really big, and I think there's like a big esports community around it as well. So huge. yeah, that's really cool. Um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out. I don't know if it's coming to Switch. Did you guys see anything on that? I don't I think so. Know. Yeah, I think it's PS4 and Xbox One. Um, okay. Did it say a release date? Then no, it just said uh, 2020. So okay, I don't. Yeah, I get, I, we'll we'll find out more later on that. But yeah, I just thought that was really, really cool and. Uh, I never thought we would see League of Legends on uh, console. So really, really, it's almost out of nowhere. I hope it does come to Switch, though. That'd be kind of interesting. And uh, uh, League of Legends is actually... It's interesting because it's expanding into different genres as well. That's what their big plans are at Epic Games. Uh, they're built, they're making a new animated series. Uh, they're creating a new fighting game. There's, I think there's a card game. Um, there's all sorts of an uh, esports simulator as well, actually. Um, so there's all sorts of things going owned. on. Was it Epic or, or, or Riot? oh, sorry, Riot Games? Sorry, yeah, Riot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riot yeah. Games. Like I get the two mixed up for some reason. Um, yeah. but no, I do too. That's why I got confused. Yeah, but Riot, Riot Games. Uh, yeah, it's interesting what they're doing, and I'm especially in, interested in trying out the fighting game. I, I think it looks really cool. And uh, do you know when that one's coming out? The fighting game? No idea. They haven't given. It's very, very early. They said. Yeah. The gameplay they showed. There was just like a few snippets, like five or six seconds of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but League of Legends coming to consoles. That's a huge deal. And I miss a little game called Guardians of Middle Earth. Uh, that was on I've PS3, and oh. I, I really enjoyed playing that game on console. And I hope this kind of brings a similar experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see what that fighting game looks like because that could be kind of interesting. Um, okay, next story here. This one's really cool. Um, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare will be getting rid of loot boxes and will instead have a battle pass. And so how it'll work is. Um, it'll have like the normal 55 levels like from the other games Um, and once you hit 55 you won't lose any of your weapons progress anything like that that you've earned up until that point but 
each season will have a, a new ranking system and there will be stuff that you can unlock throughout that progression system and it's for a limited time it's just for the duration of the season once the season is over your stuff will reset back down to uh, uh your 55 rank and then any like emblems and stuff you've earned will, will still carry over but this will sort of make it so that you have to keep checking in with the game and it's really cool it'll like it'll keep bringing people back and i think it'll it's a great compromise to not getting rid of the stuff you've earned with still giving you reason to come back it seems like there's just like countless hours you can spend on it so that's really really cool and i also like that everybody will be on you know the same uh, you know level playing field when each new season starts um so once the game launches, which actually is going to be this Friday by the time you hear this episode, which wow. is wild. Wow. I cannot believe that. Wow. Um, uh, so once it launches, you'll be able to get into the first uh, like see, you know, season uh, progression system. So you'll be able to start that right away. Um, and yeah, I'm just curious to see how that will turn out. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on this new Battle Pass system they've got? And are you cool with them doing that instead of the loot boxes yeah i think so um i like the battle pass and fortnite and then i i i like it in uh, PUBG as well i think PUBG did uh it was it was fun in there too so i think it'd be also i think it would also be fun to uh have it in this and i think it'll probably be a better way for them to do microtransactions because it's even more uh catered to people that want that kind of uh continued customization as long as it doesn't involve anything with you know um pay to win and it's just cosmetic shit then i think it is yeah yeah and i almost wonder if this is more lucrative for them because it will be because yeah you get your i I think they're called whales or or whatever the people who uh yeah spent who spend just crazy amounts of money on Mm -hmm. on these free-to-play games and they're the ones who these companies you know really bank on um i almost wonder if these battle pass will battle passes will let will sort of entice people to buy them more like i, I feel think, yeah, like, i think more people will buy it yeah i think like more money. people will buy the battle pass stuff than uh than people who do the microtransactions maybe i don't know i don't have data to support that i just feel like personally i'm more likely to to spend money on a battle pass than i would be on individual microtransactions and even if i were i feel like they would get more money out of me from the battle pass than the amount of money i've spent on microtransactions yeah yeah. um what about you chris what do you think on that i just get a bunch of bad juju uh from activision right now and cool duty you know um i i i believe all the content's going to be free so that's good and hopefully a battle pass can support that but at this point i'm i don't know what to think about microtransactions you know it just it just feels scummy to me now, you know. Well, there there are no micro or well, no loot boxes, I guess. Yeah, so, no. But like, maybe you could pay for progression in the battle pass, right? So it's more, more kind of right progression within the battle pass yeah. itself. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have to see like how it turns out. But I, I definitely do think it's nice that they're at least experimenting with it, and I think it's a a good change of pace to to drop the like prestige system, you know. Um, because yeah, it's always been kind of annoying to like get to 55, but you want to keep playing and then you lose all your stuff. Like that was one of my biggest things that I hated in, you know, the earlier Call of Duty games. So they kind of, you know what they did is they made it so you could save your favorite, like one item or one perk or something per level. So then it wouldn't be that bad, but Uh. yeah. And in in more recent games, they did that, but yeah, I I do kind of like this and yeah, it'll just be interesting to sort of, uh, 
play it as like a live service game. I haven't done that. And so, and I haven't played uh, call of duty like really heavily in a really long time. And I think this will be really interesting. I'm so excited. And I just, my, just my point of view with Activision is right, right now has really gone down the tubes and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust Activision's word that there won't be microtransactions because crash and crash team racing had them. Right. And, the uh, Call yeah. of Duty Modern Warfare, you know, the remake even had them, right? So I have, I, I don't know, I, I'm apprehensive, as, but um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing Call of Duty. I think it looks like a cool game. Yeah, um, I hope we get a copy. I yeah, think copies too. might be going out this week, so yeah. uh, we should know shortly if, we, if we'll if we be able to cover that. Um, so on the topic of Activision and maybe Blizzard here, uh, why don't we jump into this story about the uh, Hong Kong stuff that's going on um so uh every now and then we'll get a story that is just kind of over my head and i feel like this is one of them so hopefully you guys can help me out with this um okay so i've got a story from GameSpot here this is steve watts uh headline congress criticizes blizzard's hong kong player ban in bipartisan letter to bobby kotick um so let's see yeah, let's just read. Yeah, this, there's kind of a lot here. Let's 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 just jump into it here. Um, Blizzard's controversial decision to punish a professional Hearthstone player for expressing support for Hong Kong protests in a post-match interview already received widespread outcry from several sources, including members of Congress. Now, five sitting senators and representatives have taken a new step, penning a joint bipartisan letter to Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, urging the company to reconsider. The letter from the office uh, from the office of Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat of Oregon, I guess, uh, was co-signed by Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, uh, as well as House of Representative members Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, Democrat New York, Mike Gallagher, Republican Wisconsin, and Tom Malinowski, Democrat New Jersey. Uh, the letter is dated for October 18th, well after Blizzard partially reversed its punishment against the player, NGY Chung, aka Blitz Chung. Notably, the letter references the initial punishment rather than the revised one. Um, why don't we read the full letter here? Let's jump into that. Here's the letter. It reads, quote, Dear Mr. Kotick, we write to express our deep concern about Activision Blizzard's decision to make player NG Y Chung forfeit prize money and ban him from participating in tournaments for a year after he voiced support for pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. The decision is particularly concerning in light of the Chinese government's growing appetite for pressuring American business uh, businesses to help stifle free speech. Activision Blizzard benefits from China's growing markets for esports, along with an investment from Tencent, one of China's largest technology firms. As you and your company are no doubt aware, the Chinese government uses the size and strength of its economy to suppress opinions with, it, with which it disagrees. Last week alone, the Chinese government targeted Apple for hosting an app to help peaceful demonstrators evade re repression and the National Basketball Association NBA because one of or one team's general manager tweeted in support of Hong Kong protests. Your company claims to stand by, quote, one's right to express individual thoughts and opinions, end quote, yet <laughs> yet many of your own employees believe that Activision Blizzard's decision to punish Mr. Chung runs counter to those values. 
Because your company is such a pillar of the gaming industry, your disappointing decision could have a chilling effect on gamers who seek to use their platform to promote human rights and basic freedoms. Indeed, many gamers around the world have taken notice of your company's actions, understandably calling for boycotts of Activision Blizzard gaming sites. As China amplifies its campaign of intimidation, you and your company must decide whether to look beyond the bottom line and promote American values, like, free- <laughs> like freedom of speech and thought, or to give into Beijing's demands in order to preserve market access. We urge you in the strongest terms to reconsider your decision with respect to Mr. Chung. You have the opportunity to reverse course. We urge you to take it. Sincerely, all these people here, members of Holy Congress. Holy shit. Okay, so, sorry, I know that was long, but there's a lot, you know, that was, a lot going on. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, um, Josh, <laughs> give me your thoughts on this, because this is really interesting, I think. It's not super often where an issue is not only completely, um, almost completely, like, you know, snapped up by both political parties in America... Um, and if it does happen, it doesn't usually take this, you know, amount of time. Usually it would take longer, you know, like, but this is because this is a big issue. I mean, we've got a, we've got a business, um, a large business, um, openly and, um, brazenly just, you know, siding with money over freedom of speech and freedom of speech is of course, a it's a, it's a hot button issue everywhere, but like America, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like everyone's number one thing. Like, Hey, you can't tell me I can't say that. So, um, it's, it's, it's. It's nice to see this kind of um, unity on a, on a big issue, and I hope that we see something come from it because um, Activision's decision, and I'm going to just come out and say this, I don't think Blizzard was, I, th- I think this is all Activision. I don't think anybody's really suspecting that, but I just want to say I, I, I have a feeling that Bl- like Blizzard employees themselves probably um, are better than this. I feel like this is probably all under Activision's umbrella, and I believe this is all Activision's doing. Yeah, and I think kind of going with what Chris was saying earlier when we covered the Call of Duty story, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see why people would kind of not be happy with Activision right now. Um, so, and I'm totally not defending these companies at all. Like, you know, fuck them for doing that, this this stuff. But I, I'm just giving context case anyone's you know wondering. Like, yeah, it's money, but to put it in perspective, there's eight billion people in China. So if Blizzard or if Activision can get money from even half the country, then they're pretty happy. Um, that doesn't make it okay, but I'm just giving the specifics of their motivation, you know? Yeah. And Chris, um, seems like you have a lot of thoughts on this as well, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the big question is, how do they handle BlizzCon? You know? Um, they've cancelled, yeah. for this week actually, another part of the news, is that they cancelled uh Overwatch event at the Nintendo store because of this, I believe. Um, oh, that's right, I saw that. Yeah, so that was a big deal. So they can't keep ignoring and saying false statements like for weeks and weeks on end until blizzcon they have to say something and i'm hoping this letter is encouraging them to speak up and uh really make a stand you know um so that's 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 what i'm thinking right now they they've messed up and i don't think they can i think this is going to be a big thing in the gaming industry from now on um we can't let china get their way you know we can't um back down because once we back down there's gonna be uh we're gonna face even more censorship as china owns more of the ownership of the um 
of our media. You know, we've already seen it in films. You know, um, some films uh, make way more money overseas in China than over here, and uh, now companies are relying on that money. So, what do you think is going to happen to American jobs or Western jobs, even? If there's a dependency on China, China and the Chinese values, because it, it, it like media is a huge aspect of our culture, um, and if it's tampered with or um, the messages are skewed towards Chinese interests, that's a big issue. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask both of you as well is, um, do you think this letter? is compelling enough to actually change Activision's mind? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I, in fact, I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised if, if... if, I think the people that got that did this letter do want this to change. I, I firmly believe that. But at the same time, I don't think that this can be... I don't think... I, I don't think this can be changed. Like, I think the government wants this to change. I think that it, it, it would like us to, the companies not to be friendly with China. But what I'm saying is these companies are so big and so barely regulated that like they can kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. And I think the government knows that. So the government is condemning it and the government does truly probably not want companies doing this. But at the end of the day, these companies are so big, we can't even really control them. It's also a free market, right? So uh, that's part of America, right? The free markets and being able to be able to trade any way you want right so uh yeah that's that's just emblematic of the issues that we have in our society where we're reliant on chinese goods um Mm -hmm. to stay afloat right because if we focus on western goods the rise the costs of um, products will definitely rise because you know the, the labor costs are so low in china yeah yeah. And there's also, I know this is kind of a separate topic, but uh, when talking about rising costs, there's the whole like tariff thing. Remember that we discussed mm-hmm, maybe yeah. a couple months ago with consoles and with the new consoles coming out? I just don't know, man. The, the, the business side of video games is very complicated and it's something that I guess a lot of people don't really think about. But I mean, this could have like a really big effect, I feel like. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens here. Um, I... <laughs> I, Josh, when I asked you, uh, you know, do, do I think or do you think this will change Activision's mind? And, and you said no, and I laughed. I'm not <laughs> laughing because I think this is a funny situation. Oh, I no, just, I know, I know. It's just you're you're so sure, like just you're, you're sort of dry, just nope. And you're probably right, honestly. So Activision's going to see the letter and be like, yeah, but money. The, the, yeah. the reason why we featured this letter is because it just shows the severity of the situation, I think. Did you guys see their apology to China? Like, did you guys actually yeah. see what they said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they. Um, oh, I've heard it's Activision good. China. Here, let me read it. I've got it right here. Oh, God. Yeah, you should. Oh, can you okay. read it? It's yeah. a pull. Yeah, so, and here's a big part of the problem, too. Uh, they tried to downplay it over here, uh, not just Blizzard, but like also, or, you know, Activision Blizzard, but also like you know, the NBA and everybody. Over here, they're like, hey, you know, it's not about, you know, China. It's just, you know, we don't do the, speech, the political speech thing. And then over here, here's Blizzard's like apology or a statement to China. They said, uh, we are very angered and disappointed at what happened at the event. And do not condone it in any way. We also highly object the spreading of personal political beliefs in this manner. Effective immediately, we've banned the contestant from events and terminated work with the broadcasters. And here's the most concerning part. We will always respect and defend the pride of our country. So, like, right there at the end, you know, like, and, you know, China, come on, we're bros, right? Come on. Like, 
It's just, it's, it's, it's just, there, there, there's a saying, what is it? It's chase two rabbits, lose both. Like they're trying to chase money in both these countries. And like they, they can't have both. Like you either need to be a, uh, you know, uh, American, um, company that is cool with human rights and, you know, expresses, uh, support for like, you know, Europe and Canada, you know, Mexico, et cetera. Um, or you're going to be a Chinese company. Like you can't. Mm. You can't have both, or at least you can't have both well. You're going to have China halfway pissed off at you, and then half the other chunk of the world pissed off at you, too. Yeah, hmm. you definitely yeah. can't win in that scenario. And... and that's why they're hoping it'll go away, because there's no way out of this. The only hope Blizzard has is, like, this will just die down, and, like, something else will be... Big. I- I'm sure, and I know this might be, like, kind of weird to say, but I'm-, I'm serious. I'm sure Blizzard or Activision was probably hoping there would be, like, a shooting or something horrible to happen... Just because it would eclipse Jesus. this news, hopefully. Because there's yeah. no way out of this. They probably wish there'd be something his, horrible. Here's his probably what's going to happen, and it's sad, but probably true. Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 is announced, and people won't care anymore. That's probably mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Um, and I'm sure that's, that's accelerating. I could see them announcing one of those prematurely just to be like, oh, hey, don't yeah, forget exactly. Activision or We're got, cool, we, right? Overwatch 2. Yeah, and... yeah, you don't care about that stuff. You care about the games. Here you are. like these games, yeah. right? Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see. I want to ask you guys, too, before we move on. Do you guys, could you guys consider doing, like, personally, a a boycott of, you know, Activision goods? Because I was, and I I mean, like, I don't mean, like, do you want to? I mean, like, could you? I was thinking about that earlier, and I I hate saying this. Like, I'm I'm ashamed to say this. Uh, I mean, they published Crash Bandicoot. Like, it would would actually be difficult for me to boycott that if they made a new Um, one and it was good. I'm just, I'm so excited about the new Call of Duty game, and I have, like, a project coming up for Call of Duty, so Mm -hmm. I just don't even know that I could. Right, and that's that's another thing. It's another element that complicates things. When you have companies this big, you have a whole bunch of employees that, I mean, they might say that they don't suppress these beliefs, but I guarantee you if these employees that were... Um, I mean, I'm talking even like entry level and up all the way up the chain. If they, if they tweeted or expressed something that was picked up by the media that was pro, you know, America or whatever anti, you know, Chinese sentiment, I guarantee that there'd be repercussions. And as a consumer, you can't responsibly purchase when you've got companies like Nestle and Activision that are this big where they control, you know, half the food market or whatever, or, you know, uh, I would say Activision probably controls at least a third of the gaming industry, if I had to, like, ballpark guess Probably, it. yeah, because they have Candy Crush, Call of Duty, those two things alone are huge, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Destiny, so, Destiny yeah, was it, big it, back when they, yeah. yeah. It makes things complicated for, you know, everybody when, when, when one company is this big and has this much power. Yeah. All right, let's move on here, just because we could spend the whole episode talking about this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, next Happy story news. Yeah, this is a little bit happier. Um, okay, so Ikumi Nakamura wants to make Okami 2. This is a story from uh, videogamer.com uh, by Emojin Donovan. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there was a, a tweet here, um, and it was from Ikumi Nakamura, which you guys might know as uh, she was the, I guess, creative director on, what was that, Tokyo Ghostwire, Tokyo right? Ghostwire, yeah, yeah. That was announced at uh, Blizzard's E3 press conference in 2019, and then there was a huge story because she left the project. Oh, Bethesda's, um, Bethesda's, I think, I think you said. Yeah. Oh, Blizzard, did I say Blizzard? Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about Blizzard. Yeah, Bethesda's, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so she left um, Bethesda, and then 
I guess now this is what she's doing, like an Okami sequel. So here's a, a tweet from her. It's a picture of her. Um, or I'm sorry, it's a video of her. And who's this guy here? Is he... Hideki... Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Kamiya? Kamiya, yeah, that's it. Hideki Kamiya? Kamiya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and they're standing in front of a platinum sign. Yeah. Uh, and it says, Okami is going to be back. We want to make Okami sequel and fans are looking forward to it too you guys want to see kamiya's okami again right everyone i want to work on it too very interesting so this isn't technically like a confirmation that we will get a new okami game but seems pretty likely and i wonder maybe this is this explains a little bit more about what happened when she left um uh, bethesda so in my mind maybe like capcom offered her like a proposition or here's the thing something like that she worked on um okami before i believe yes that's right i think that's true and i think she worked on bayonetta as well yes uh which is a platinum game so interesting and i i don't know so uh is will it be developed by platinum or because i don't think yeah i think it will be developed by platinum and uh, I don't That'd know if so Capcom will rad. will publish it, but yeah. I, I have a theory that uh, Nintendo might publish it with Capcom developing it. That's oh, just interesting. what I'm thinking. But yeah. I don't know if you I'm guys crazy. think Okami will be spooky. No, I remember she likes spooky games. No, I don't know that it would be spooky. But she's an artist, this girl, or this woman. So she, I, I feel like she's gonna lend her her hand in some way to the art of it which okami of course is that game's fucking beautiful is, oh man whether you like those games or that game or not you gotta you gotta admit the art is so beautiful it's like this cell shaded sort of thing yeah she um, designed like uh, backgrounds yeah. for it oh interesting yeah cool. that was so, one of her and, first jobs yeah and she was uh she was really beloved uh after her presentation at bethesda's showing you know so i feel like a lot of people like uh, with her sort of at the front face like marketing this uh, i feel like a lot of people might jump on board so that could be interesting um so yeah i just wanted to quickly touch on that and then on the topic of capcom let's quickly do this uh capcom story here um so capcom uh wants to revive dormant ips um so <laughs> so i've got a, a story here from pc games and this is dustin bailey capcom quote will revive dormant ips so dino crisis and Darkstalkers fans still have a reason to live <laughs> i love that um okay so let's see Let's get a quote here. Um, just a second. Here we go. Okay. Uh, quote In its 2019 financial report, Capcom tells investors that, the, or sorry, investors that the company quote will revive dormant intellectual properties for which we have not recently released new titles by increasing the number of our developers. End quote. Capcom's quote priority is still on making the most of its current uh, crop of core series, but the company is quote also actively looking to utilize dormant IP, end quote. So, yeah, it just sort of goes into speculation and stuff. Um, interesting. So, Dino Crisis would be really cool. Uh, and then maybe this uh, Okami thing is sort of uh, ties into that. What other games? Um, what about... Isn't Beautiful Joe? Isn't that Capcom? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so didn't do particularly well. I'm a remaster yeah. of uh, no. Dino Crisis 1 and mm-hmm. 2, kind of like Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Man, I remember playing Dino Crisis like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great game. And oh man, that was like my first memory of of like playing a horror game. I didn't know even what a horror game was. 
and playing you just Dino know there Crisis. were dinosaurs chasing you and it was yeah. scary so that could be cool what other ones do you think uh anything else we have I don't know. we haven't heard from the fighting game studio for a very long time um so i'm thinking perhaps we'll see an old fighting game series come back like dark stalkers like this article mentions or mm-hmm. rival schools because i know that um the director of the <laughs> street fighter series i believe or someone from capcom mentioned that they were interested in making a new game in that series so um mm-hmm. those two i think could happen uh, power stone was something else people were mentioning too um people love that game on the, on the dreamcast and they'd like to see that come back mm-hmm. interesting this so, is a long shot but i'd love to see another minish cap style game oh man i don't know that we would ever see that again but, or even just a remake but, of it, that'd be super Yeah, cool. man, Minish Cap is really, really cool. So yeah, I think, uh, I definitely, man, Capcom is like one of my favorite companies now. You know, obviously we've talked about their success oh, yeah. with Monster Hunter and Resident Evil 2 is my game of the year. So like, you know, they've been doing a really good job. And I think, yeah, man, bringing back Dino Crisis, holy shit, that would be so cool. Especially with the like level of production and care that went into Resident Evil 2. I'm oh, surprised man. it hasn't happened yet Who did because Eve? Jurassic. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet because you know Jurassic World was super popular in mm-hmm. theaters, and I'm wondering like, <laughs> I did. Are they too late on that on that dinosaur trend? I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Uh, they they could have rode on that hype <laughs> from the movie. Right. Yeah. So Who did Parasite Eve? I would love to see that. Oh, is that, that oh, that's Square Enix? Oh, is yeah. it Square, Square Enix? Okay. okay. Those yeah. games are also really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of really old games from, like, the PS1 era that I feel like could definitely benefit from a Resident Evil 2-style remake. You, so, you know yeah. what they could also do? Uh, big RPG series, Breath of Fire. They could do that. Oh, yeah. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of people wanting that to come back, too. So, yeah, interesting. Um, all right, let's get this last news story covered here, and then we'll take a little break and then do some questions. So, um This is just a quick one that went up today. A lot of people have been reporting on this. Apparently there's a job open... Or no, there wasn't a job opening. There was a a listing on LinkedIn for Sony Ben Studio uh, Jeremy Vickery. And he posted, I guess, on there for like his experience. It says... I lead the lighting team on Days Gone and am now involved in pre-production planning for our next title. Oops. So... So yeah, I don't know. I get that probably wasn't meant to, to come out like that. But yeah, interesting. So um, two two things that this could be. Uh, Days Gone, whether you liked it or not, was uh, super successful financially. It's like one of the best-selling PS4 games, and or well, best-selling PS4 exclusives, and one of the best-selling games of the year. So it could be a Days Gone sequel, or some people are thinking it might be a Siphon Filter reboot, which that studio is known for you know developing Siphon Filter back in the day, speaking of old games. Um, what do you guys make of this? Josh, what, what do you think? I would like to see Days Gone too. Um, Days Gone, I think, was a um, 7 out of 10 style game. I don't think it was bad. I think it was just kind of like a Ubisoft kind of collect this, go here game. Yeah. It wasn't bad, though, but I think that setting, I think those characters, I think that world could um, have, I think it has a lot of potential. So yeah. I'd like to see what they could do with maybe more development time, more money, and refining the ideas they introduced in the last game. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that, and uh, a 7 out of 10 is not bad. Not every game exactly, needs to be yeah. a 10 out of 10. Um, one thing I will say, too, is I like to compare it to Assassin's Creed, the first one, where mm-hmm. you know it laid a really, really interesting foundation, had a lot of uh, downsides, but sort of 
spun into this gigantic thing based off of the concepts from the first game. So Assassin's I think, Creed 2, coming off of 1, I think is one oh, of the best sequels of all time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think, uh, yeah, I definitely could, could see that. Um, Chris, what about you? Um, honestly, I'm not too excited about this studio. Um, I, Days Gone just doesn't seem like my kind of game. I need still need to play it. Uh, but zombies just haven't really been my thing, and it always looked like a diet Last of Us to me um, from in the gameplay perspective. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'd like them to make a new Uncharted game or a new IP I like because I, I just don't like the Days Gone world from what I've seen so far, and uh, I don't know. It's just not a big thing. Yeah. yeah i'm with you um honestly i think it would be cool for them to do both i feel like they made so much money uh with days gone that uh they could totally like start working on on like a siphon filter reboot or remaster or something like that while, that could be really cool yeah too. while developing uh days gone too or a new ip I don't yeah, know. Uncharted think... as well, because they, they do have experience on the Vita with Golden Abyss. Yeah, they did the Vita version, uh, which, you know, a lot yeah, of people like that it, one. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. But I feel like with the experience on Days Gone and that Vita Uncharted game, I think they could make a really good Uncharted 5 or spin-off with Chloe and Nadine again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, just a little interesting story there. Um, cool. That's it for the news today. Like I said, nothing too wild going on. So why don't we take a little break and come back and get through the onslaught of questions Ooh. we have here. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, and we are back. Uh, let's get into some listener questions here. Um, so first question we've got here, this is from Von Hyde. Um, and <laughs> okay, so he asks, what, what's your favorite collector's edition? It can be any medium and you don't have to own it. So that's the first part of his question. Let's cover that here. Um, favorite collector's edition. I really like the Breath of the Wild Collector's Edition because it came with that really cool carrying case that looked like the Sheikah Slate. So that was cool. There was also a Collector's Edition for, it was like Dead Island. Maybe it was, it was either Dead Island or Dying Light where you got like a zombie fortress you could, you could hide in. It was like you know forty thousand dollars or something. The Dead Island ones. The Dead Island one was like ridiculously bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was just yeah, a, it, it was, was just a bust. Torso, it, was it was a bust of a torso. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 I remember that like a yeah. like a hula girl yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. Oh my god. Um. So that yeah. What about you guys? My answer is kind of a cop out just because I, uh, I I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> that I've bought in a long time that I was like, oh, this was great. Um, I also don't do too many of them. But I will say, uh, I pre-ordered The Last of Us uh, Collector's Edition. I want to get the Ellie one that's got the backpack, but I've got the one right underneath it until that's restocked, fingers crossed. Yeah. Pre-ordered Amazon. Um, <clears throat> that's got, like, the statue and, like, the art book and the soundtrack and all kinds of shit. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one. I think that looks great. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, for me, and I wish I bought this because it was a ridiculous deal. Uh, it was the Tomb Raider uh, Collector's Edition, the the PS3 one. You know, went with the, for yeah. the first one for the reboot. And what what happened? What it was is it came with like a tin case, and it came with the Play Arts figure, which is which are usually like eighty ninety dollars itself, oh, right? Wow, and then it comes with the game. That. 
uh, patches, um, the downloadable content in it. Um, you know, those iron-on patches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all sorts of different stuff in there. <laughs> and I, 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 the soundtrack as well, actually. And I, I wish I bought that now thinking about it because I did have the money for it, but I'm just such a cheap ass. I just get the right <laughs> version. Yeah. Oh, one other one. Um, Metal Gear Rising, the, the Platinum like action game um there was a really cool collector's edition for that it was like a lamp that when you would touch it like it would like electrocute your hand kind of not literally but like one of those what are those lamps called where like you can put your hand on it and like the electricity will follow your hand you know what i'm talking about yeah those are cool i forget like what little, those are called. Uh, like it's like a sphere thing with electricity in yeah, it, or it yeah, looks like yeah it's like the sphere but it wasn't it was like a dome shape but yeah that That's was really cool. cool. Um, and then the second question, no, I don't really don't, understand. Don't ask it, please. Don't. don't you don't, don't want me to? Just don't. Go, go on. Go on. I'm, I'm having a bit. I'm doing a bit. Sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> so Vaughn also asked this as a question for Chris. Why can't Chris just admit his love of hentai? There's nothing oh. to be ashamed of. I don't know. This came from, like, a tweet conversation where um, I was disrespecting Vaughn Hyde for... Um, at my Hero Academia post, where like he was saying he loves Deku's mum, and I'm like, dude, that that's that's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> and then he said, you don't like hentai, and like he just had a go at me oh. for that, like the whole week. Well, well, you have been known for kink shaming, Chris. You remember? I'm sure you guys recall the whole principal porn thing. With oh. me, so, <laughs> so just get my own back, I you, guess. You kind of you kind of gave me a hard time over that. So yeah, yeah that's uh, you, you've been known to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next question here. This is from uh, Ryan. He asks, does the new map and update to Fortnite get you guys interested in giving the game another run? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think maybe this week I'll try it out. Um, just because it's kind of interesting. It's free, like I said, so no reason not to. Um, what about, I know, Chris, you've already played. What yeah, about I found Josh? it intriguing, super intriguing. So that's the reason why I yeah, I'm planning on I'm checking it out. Um, like I said before, I, I think Fortnite's cool and I, I like it. It's just it's a lot of time to... Yeah. To get the most enjoyment out of it, you have to play it a lot. I don't right. have that much time to dedicate to one game. But um, yeah, sporadically, I like to check it out. And this is certainly a good time to check it out again. And I think um, that's how powerful this is, right? Like, it's like the biggest game in the world, and they did this really crazy thing, and it's enough to bring me into it that I don't even... I, like I said, I've played like a half hour of Fortnite my whole life. So yeah, really interesting. Um, so next question here. This is from... Jeracula, I guess that's his Halloween name, um, or her. I don't know. Hold on, let me check. Uh, I can't tell. Anyway, um, he he or she asks. So I've been having this debate and want to know when you guys play a new Pokemon game, do you exclusively only use new Pokemon from the region for your playthrough, or do you mix it up with every option in the game, even if they're older generation Pokemon? This is an interesting question. Um. Uh, so I have played maybe a handful of Pokemon games, like the RPG kind, and I typically try to catch all of them, and I'll, like, experiment with all of them, but what ends up happening is I'll just, like, keep, like, leveling up a specific Pokemon, and then they're just so high-leveled that I just keep using them, you know? So that's what usually happens, and it's sort of just, like, whatever I catch. I don't have, like, a specific mindset of oh i'm only gonna use new ones or oh i'm gonna use old ones it's just like whatever i get um what about you chris i usually just stick like like you joseph i usually just stick to the initial pokemon that i catch because you get you have that connection with them it's kind of weird right 
um and i i I just like leveling up and them up and uh, seeing their progress like it's not as special when you catch more pokemon later on because like you haven't had that time with that pokemon because they're they're already almost the same level as yours so it's like well right it's not as much of a big deal so yeah i do like to catch a mixture of pokemon um i'm definitely catching a pikachu like (laughs) it's my favorite pikachu don't at me because um, you're a, you're a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a basic bitch. He likes hentai, apparently. <laughs> That's okay. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, what about you? Are you gonna get the new Pokemon game, Josh? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going to, even though I probably shouldn't get it right away. <laughs> God, it sounds like you're like really down on it. <laughs> no, no, I I want to play it. There's just so much shit to play already. I'm so excited you know, I'm to like, play this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get it, but... What about I the still, question? Um, Do you... Will you just be using the new ones, or old, or mixture of both? Uh, I just pick the ones I like, so I'll check out the new ones, but if I don't like them, you know, then I'll, I'll get rid of... You know, I'll just put them back in the, you know, PC, whatever, but yeah. um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll end up using who I like, regardless of, you know, whatever generation yeah. that I find. Um, interesting. Okay, next question here. This is from Zach LaRoque Walker. He asks... Will League have keyboard and mouse support for console? Does it need it? Was Arena of Valor on Switch the alpha for controls for League on console? Um, so actually, I don't think it will because based on the report we just we just did, uh, it said that uh, it's going to have revamped controls specifically for console. So I, I don't know that it will. Honestly, I don't know that it would need it. Um, I think it would be cool to give people the option to do that, but I don't know. I feel like if you're somebody who's really hung up on having keyboard and mouse, you might as well just play the PC version, right? And this is, this is great for me. I don't like keyboard and mouse controls at all in these kind of games. Like I, I feel like it's kind of cumbersome to move your mouse to the end, edge of the screen and then oh, try to get it in the right place and then you, you die because you're trying to get the camera <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So to me, mouse and uh, like the control is the best way to go for me. Um, and we've seen in uh, past games like Guardians of Middle Earth and uh, other MMOs like Smite in a little way um, work with MOBAs very well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it with just uh, controller. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it, I just don't know that it's worth it for the developers to do that because. It, it's made for console like is there a precedent for that i don't know i mean at, at pc games that come to console like they usually are designed for console right so yeah i don't think so um, i know uh some games do support mouse and keyboard <laughs> on xbox one and you can and they'll do when they have that they'll usually do separate lobbies based on control right well that's different so that too. way keyboard and mouse people are in different spots maybe yeah. they'll do something like that that could be um the thing with Xbox, though, is that it's Microsoft, and they're more in bed with the PC community than PlayStation or Switches, although we don't know if League is coming to Switch. But, yeah, I mean, I can't... If it does come to Switch, I can't picture, like, hooking up a keyboard and mouse to your Switch. Like, it just doesn't seem... And also, I'm guessing they want to... <laughs> want to uh, it's got a different name, first off. And second thing, right. with eSports, they like to separate controllers to mouse and keyboards i know with the overwatch with overwatch and its esports scene they like to separate the console league and the um pc league so that's mm-hmm. that definitely comes up uh when right talking esports yeah um okay next question here this is from super gg radio 
he or she asks, any thoughts on how Respawn and Valve have also done similar reinvigorating of their brands with new Apex Legends content and Dota Underworlds revamping competitive Dota 2? The focus seems elsewhere. Um, I, I don't know that I have, like, really strong thoughts on this. Um, God. So it's interesting how, yeah, Respawn has, like, been around for a really long time. They've worked on Call of Duty and stuff. But, yeah, ever since Apex, they've sort of blown up. And then now they've got this Star Wars project going on. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like a lot of studios could benefit from something like that. But, yeah, what about about you, uh, Josh? What are your thoughts on this? I, um... I don't know. I don't really have too much to really think about with it. I don't really. I'm not that involved with those games. Right. I don't really know. Yeah. Personally, I can't attest to it. But maybe you, Chris. Uh so <laughs> I I do like the service uh, games as a service model when it's done correctly. I think mm-hmm. Apex Legends yeah, does it correctly. I think Dota obviously does because it's super successful. It's the one of the, one of the if not the biggest esports game out there in the world um and yeah they died to the underlords i believe was that auto chess kind of game and so oh it, yeah it's, it's good it's good <clears throat> for brands to diversify and try different things and uh it, it's good for the evolution of the series i think and i, I know people are upset about titanfall 3 not happening maybe right. because of apex legends but honestly i think respawn is doing a good job of diversing its team diversifying its team into like star wars uh doing medal medal of honor vr they were also doing apex legends right yeah and exactly. i think valve is just lazy they're just super lazy <laughs> they just don't want to make games they don't want to make yeah. games well they don't because... need to make games exactly and it's it's, it's really annoying <laughs> it's, i feel sad for the valve fans right yeah i wish they would at least sell those ips off though like it, let exactly or just lease them off to someone you know yeah, yeah. Um, one thing too on the subject of like a developer doing something new, it kind of reminds me of Gorilla, right? Where they did uh, Killzone and then they did Horizon, which is so vastly different than than uh, Killzone, and it did really well. And it's like people's a lot of people's favorite PlayStation game, right? So yeah, I think it's really uh, important for these studios to diversify and try new things. Rare kind of had that too. Yeah. They were locked in like a like a uh microsoft sex punishment dungeon i would assume Jesus and they were forced Christ. to make like Jesus. connect sports games <laughs> and then they got to make pirate game you know um all right and th- <laughs> probably don maddox dungeon though so they got released out of the dungeon god. after don maddox left okay oh, god they were subjecting uh, right. themselves to hentai oh no um all right last question here. this is from <laughs> This is from Jordan. Um, he asks, all right, you can choose one game that you can put in a time capsule that you think best represents this generation of gaming. What is it? What do you pe- What do you think people 20 years from now will think of it? It doesn't have to be one of your favorites, just one you think is important. So the one that jumps out to me immediately is Fortnite. But, yeah. the, but the problem with that is that I don't know that you will be able to play that in 20 years, right? Minecraft. This yeah, maybe Minecraft. One. I think Minecraft best represents this generation. That's true. That's true. Because of the creativity, the social aspects, the Twitch streaming. I mean, it's still one of the most streamed games yeah, on but, Twitch. Yeah, but, but that, that's not from this generation, Josh. Minecraft is from last gen. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 still still that big. It's still going I on. will say this. Uh, God of War. Here's why. Like, it's transition. Like, games <laughs> are now transitioning to a story kind of model. Like, it's more... 
they, they, they're giving more fascinating storylines. It's becoming more cinematic. The characters are becoming more human. And I think God of War is emblematic of that shift from just games that are just fun to games that are impactful. Yeah. Um, so maybe of, that or maybe like games as a service as a whole. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's just that it, I, don't, I can't think of one in particular, Destiny. but those games really, yeah, like a really blew up. But see, again, I don't know how you would be able to play those in. No, no. X yeah. Not, not. Yeah. I don't. Tough. Yeah. I don't think it would be playable, but I think it best represents this. Yeah. Period, um, the other one I was going to say tricky. is uh, Breath of the Wild for obvious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good question. Um, cool. Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hack. Um, cool. So, yeah. Um, and thank you, everybody, f- uh, who submitted questions. Remember, you can always get a hold of us on Twitter, at uh, ActiveQuestShow, right? That's our handle. Uh, um, and every Wednesday, we post a thread for that next week's episode, and you can leave your questions about anything. It doesn't have to be video game related, and as long as it's not offensive, we will read it on the show. So, I'm also again, our thanks. email, Joseph. Uh, oh, our email is ActiveQuestPodcast at yes! Yay! Woo! I remembered it. <laughs> fulfilling my host duties of remembering things so yes. yeah we really appreciate the the support and everybody asking questions and stuff it's really really cool and i i just i love interacting with people i love talking with people on twitter and doing so through the show is really awesome so appreciate you guys um okay so let's end the show here with what we've been playing um i don't have a whole lot to talk about so let me go first and then uh you guys can go um because you guys have been doing a lot more than i have i've had a really busy week uh just i god i'm going kind of crazy over here with the amount of work i'm doing so right well yeah but just like other stuff going on uh uh, my day job just a lot of stuff so yeah i've just been busy i haven't really had a whole lot of time to play but um, I did get to check out uh, Call of Duty Mobile, and I am, like, in love with it. Seriously. Um, I didn't realize how, like, close to the console games it was going to be, and I didn't even I didn't even know it was coming out. Like, I just saw a news story one day about how it sold crazy millions of copies or whatever. Or not sold, I guess, because it's free, but downloads. And um, I jumped into it, and what's really interesting is that it looks like the console versions it's got the maps from the console version so like i already knew what i was doing nuketown yeah Yeah. nuketown um and i just love that there's not really like any like barriers you have to get through like you just download it and jump in and play like that's it it's really cool um and one i I guess the one complaint i have is um the controls on touchscreen are kind of weird but once you sort of get used to it you can play it totally competently um the one thing i want to say too and this isn't a brag or anything but i've put like you know thousands of hours in the call of duty so i'm relatively good at it right and since it's free a lot of people have downloaded it and a lot of people are really bad at it it's so funny like (laughs) like like again i'm not trying to brag but you can i will like run up to an enemy and they'll just be like looking up at the sky like trying to figure out the aiming you know and they're just like like moving their cursor or not cursor i guess but like aiming around like just trying to look in the right direction and i'm like an enemy standing in front of him and they won't shoot me because they don't know how i guess it's so funny how how do you feel causing grief to 12 year olds how how do you feel about that my favorite thing i love yeah we're just you don't feel ashamed of yourself after work no no not at all i in fact i wish i could do it more Um, (laughs) (laughs) but 
it's just yeah it's really cool there's like there's a lot of micro microtransactions of course and you can buy the battle pass and whatever but it's like not necessary at all and i've leveled up like a lot so i don't know that i ever actually will do that but yeah man really really cool um it's a nice distraction to hold me over till modern warfare and man i just i'm so impressed with it i never thought i would get this into a mobile game um other than like pokemon you know so yeah, I urge you guys to play it, Chris. I know you're a Call of Duty fan. I don't know if you've yeah. downloaded this, but yeah, I, I tried to, really cool. but it's too big. That's the thing with mobile games. Oh, like, it's it just way it too big. Fit. And the yeah. problem is, is that apps can't be transferred over to an SD card. So yeah, PC like mobile gaming is just bad because of that. I, I right. just wish I had the space to play all these games. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but I recommend it to our listeners there. Really cool. It's really, you know, you can jump in and just play a couple games. It's really easy. So, uh, the other thing I just uh, wanted to quickly touch on, I've just been playing Ghostbusters Remastered. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I always have a, a, spl- a special place in my heart for that game just because it's basically, you know, a third Ghostbusters movie. It's got all the voice actors from, or the actors from the original movies, and it's cool. I mean, it's, uh, you can tell... It's a pretty it's, solid, like, shooter, too. Right, yeah. Like, it's, it's fun. You can, you can tell it's a 10-year-old game, but I think it holds up really well, and the remaster is totally competent. And so, you got yeah. you got a, a review code right from Saber Interactive, right? I did, yeah, I did. Um, so, shout out to them. Appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, sorry, I fucked that one up. I, <laughs> I accidentally... I'll just go ahead and tell everybody. I accidentally registered it on my own personal account instead of the Quest <laughs> account, so you guys will have to download my account if you want to play it i'm really sorry about that cats and dogs um, living in harmony God. yeah i suppose so <laughs> so yeah uh, not a whole lot to say if you've played the original you'll know what to expect it looks a little bit better and it's cool to play it on switch so um okay why don't we throw it over to josh because you've been playing a few games here um looks like all of them we've gotten codes provided by the publisher so thank you in advance for that or i guess thank you uh, to the publishers we appreciate uh, every free game even if we like it or not uh, thank you for giving us games that's really really cool um josh why don't you start with what you've been playing okay so killer queen black um is is, is it's, it's really cool because it's based off the killer queen which was an arcade game and if i remember the ign video i saw the other day there's like like what i think it's less than 75 of those arcade cabinets like around wow so for a long time that was the only way you could play it and then of course you had to have multiple people at the arcade cabinet so having this you know on a, uh, a console platform where you can play local multiplayer or online multiplayer is you know re- really cool because this is an, an interesting game so um, essentially, you've got two teams, um, and they're two teams of bugs, and it's kind of a uh, vertical arena, um, 2D, and you've got different platforms and uh, uh, resources, and you've got different hazards. Um, the way that you can win the matches, there's three ways. You can get an economic victory, which is where um, you get uh, the berries, the most berries. Uh, you fill up this like berry spot where like you take these berries from one spot in the screen to another. You just have to get there without getting, you know, killed by the uh, enemy team. The other way you can uh, get victory is by killing the other player's queen three times because she'll, like, respawn from this gross, like, bug egg sack. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it's it's not gross because of the graphic style, but it, it would be really gross in real life. And um, so that's, that's another option. And um, the third way you can get an, uh, a victory is there's a snail in the middle of the arena, and you can jump onto its back and you can ride it to the other side of the screen. And if you get to the other side of the screen, then you win, which might sound easy, but the snail doesn't move very fast. 
and you can't really, to my knowledge, attack off of it. Although, if an enemy player gets in front of the snail, then it will eat that player. You don't have to do anything for it to happen. It just happens. Uh, but they can, you know, kill you, and they can get the snail, and they can move it back toward your side of the screen. So I like that. Uh, this is a strange comparison, probably, but uh, like with Quidditch, how like there's more than one way to win. Oh I yeah. Just, I think that's neat. I like when games have like multiple ways to win. Um, I only really complaint. I guess no. I've got two complaints. Uh, one, there's no colorblind mode. That pissed me off because I'm colorblind, and oh, uh, I, I mix didn't even up know reds. That. Yeah, I mix up some reds and greens and pinks and blues and grays. Oh, and wow. I, I'll just mix them up. And so a lot of games are really great now about having things, um, you know, like Gears of War 5 has, like, fucking, like, four or five different, like, colorblind options. That's that's cool. Um, some games do symbol-based, like uh, Zuma. I liked playing that back in the day. Um, oh. And it has, like, a you could have so, there's symbols in the that different was colors. That uh, the, like, Egyptian frog. Yeah, a little frog guy, and you shoot the, the little colored balls yeah, at him. yeah. 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 So that one, and that's a good. That's the first thing I thought of. But other games will do that too, like with symbols on stuff. But yeah, the reason the colorblind issue popped up for me is because uh, different colored berries can like activate different uh, colored like uh, uh, platforms that can uh, unlock like you know this weapon or that weapon if you're playing as one of the you know attacking kind of uh, bug bug boy soldiers. Um, so that was annoying. It's not a deal breaker. I could still play it. It's just it makes that. Uh, aspect difficult but my only real complaint is i hope this comes to xbox one and ps4 um it's on pc i just don't really like playing on pc um and the reason i say that's because i just don't think that nintendo's online system is robust enough to allow this game to grow as much as it could yeah because it's a really fun game it's really cool like i'd recommend everybody at least check a stream out of it or something because it's really cool but i mean with uh the nintendo i get stressed out just trying to figure out how to add a friend or talk to somebody or join a game with somebody on switch like i'm serious i just i don't I mean, we played to my sister-in-law. We played some Splatoon 2 with her one time, and it was a fucking nightmare. Like, we had to get on oh, Facebook Messenger yeah. just to... And then, just... Ugh, I just... I hate playing games online on the Switch. And, yeah, I know I pay for it, but the family plan's, like, 30 a year, and I, I'm okay with putting up with the bullshit because it means I can play Mario Maker 2 courses and the NES and SNES and hopefully to more come, you know, um, retro games. But, yeah, this game needs to come to to ps4 and xbox apparently one, or at, least, is, at least ps4 i'm i've just checked amazon right now and there's a listing for mm -hmm. xbox one but there's no official release date i believe right now okay it's gonna blow up when that happens because this is a really cool game but with this being an online only game or a or a local multiplayer only game rather it, it, it's just not gonna grow as much as it should because it's it's a really cool game it's a really cool concept um <laughs> i do think the switch there's a, is there's a, a good console like an offline kind of mode thing, though like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like, if you have roommates or a friend over, like, those kind of games are really appealing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun there. It just, I could see this getting really big on Twitch and stuff, but it's not going to happen on the Switch. Right. So, Josh, what else have you been playing? Uh, so this next one, uh, I don't have as, as much to say, just because it's, uh, 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 these next games are, um, like, kind of smaller in uh, scope. Well, I guess Killer Queen Black is smaller, you know, in scope, too. But anyway... Uh, this uh, next one I was playing is called uh, Grobo. It's a puzzle platformer from Hot Chocolate Games. We received a review code from this as well. Um, came out on iOS and Android on October 10th. We're uh, a little late in our coverage here. But uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it reminds me of uh, VVVVVV, like a little bit, like barely, just because it's, it's gravity-based. Oh. Um, so you flick your... The uh, maps that you're on or the, the levels, they're, I mean, they're, they're like single screen. At least all the levels I played are single screen. Uh, I think like Super Meat Boys, like smaller levels where like you're, you can see the exit, you know, on the screen where you're at and you just have 
to maneuver um, around stuff. And like there's like different platforms that are horizontal, vertical, and you have to flick your uh, character across, uh, you know, to, to, to get to different spots like in the level to reach the exit. Um, so it's it's definitely uh, what I would call a really good mobile game, and I mean that as a as a compliment because a mobile game for me has it's got enough depth for me to get invested for short periods of time, you know. And so these levels aren't that big, but it provides a good level of strategy, you know, for for gameplay that could be enticing for you know two to five minutes, you know, per level maybe. So I think that's 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 a good uh, balance for a mobile game. So I'd really I would recommend that um, if I remember correctly when I looked in the. Apple Store, I think it's like 3 or $4. So oh, wow. definitely a good mobile game to check out. And the last thing I've been playing um, is uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, um, which our review code was provided by Team 17. Thank you, Team 17. Um, this this is uh, interesting because I played a little bit of the uh, first Ukulele when it came out, and I, I didn't really like it. I thought I would because I like Banjo-Kazooie and you know Mario 64 and stuff like that a lot. And it's, you know, it's, it's it, for, for people who don't know... Um, it's developed by people that used to work at Rare. So I mean, Platonic. if this game seems like if this game seems like it's copying Donkey Kong Country or the original seems like it's copying Banjo Kazooie a little bit, well, it's just because you know it's kind of like uh, Bloodstained. You know, it's where they don't own the the licensing, but they want to make another one of the games that they're known for. Um, I don't think the first one was bad. It just I didn't enjoy it. Um, this one though, I'm liking a lot. Um, I'm I'm pretty far into it, and it's. It's got a hub world, like you'd see like in a 3D platformer, um, like Banjo and uh, maybe like Mario Galaxy and stuff, you know? Um, but it's 2D, and it, so you're kind of looking in the top down with a camera pulled back, maybe a little bit like an isometric type view where it's like kind of up and back. Um, and it's got a little bit of puzzle solving and kind of moving around the world, but nothing too involved, which uh, I tweeted out on our account because that's a good thing for me. I want to have a little bit of fun in the, the hub world. I want to you know, get to explore a little bit, but I don't want to be, like, frustrated because I can't find the next level. So that was a big plus for me. Uh, the level design's great, though. Um, one thing I definitely want to touch on is you start the game in the last level, which is the impossible layer, and you'll have to forgive me. Um, I don't care about the characters or anything in this game. I only care about the gameplay. So I don't... I'm just going to make my names up. There's, like, the big bad bug boy. He's, uh, B. like, a giant bee. Yeah, he's, like, a giant bee, yeah. man. And um, he doesn't like the main characters because they're the good guys. And he wants them to not succeed at doing good guy things. And you have this, like, invulnerability shield where it's, like, a bunch of, like, uh, bees kind of swirling around you. And eventually he disables that little shield that your team, like, ally person is providing for you with, like, a power. Well, he ends up taking, like, taking those bees away. Uh, that shield and so what you have to do is every level you go through you like save another like b kind of think like rayman when at the end of the levels where you you know are saving like little like lums or whatever the fuck they're called yeah they're called lums yeah. but yeah. yeah so um it's it's kind of like that we're like uh you're you're saving these things from these levels but here's the cool part uh they're just at the end of the level you don't have to like find them in the level but what i like is you can go back to that first level at any time but there's just a shitload of hazards and so without the invulnerability shield, it's, it's you know, really, really, really fucking it's, difficult. It's kind of like Breath of the Wild, where you go straight to the castle. Uh, but it's exactly. incredibly yep. challenging to do so. Yeah, and you can go back at any time. Because as you uh, save more of these little, like, B things for that shield, you know, you can take more hits in that area. Right. You know, you, you it's not all or nothing. So that's, that's neat. Um, the levels themselves are great, though. I think this feels a lot like Donkey Kong Country quality. Um... 
I don't like it quite as much as Tropical Freeze and Returns, but like I would say it's it's in that realm of quality. There's a lot of um, polish. There's a lot of polish. A lot of polish. Like really it. good. Really good platforming. And uh, the the levels are like in these little books, right? Well, you can change the levels too. Like for example, I can throw uh, an ice berry at it in the hub world, and then like the levels frozen. So that's cool. So yeah, all around great game. It's on um, every platform, you know, and it's like thirty bucks, I think. Do you so really really good price? Do you like it for, more than yeah, really good? Do you like it more than the original ukulele? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Oh, that's right. Didn't. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Yeah, interesting, yeah. huh? Um, but I mean, and that, that's a good point to bring up though, because j- just because you didn't like that one, if anybody's listening didn't like that one, this I mean, this game's a two D platformer. That one was like a three D, you know, Spire of the Dragon, Banjo Kazooie kind of game. And the, so, a point I'd like different. to bring up as well is that there's not a lot of talking in this game as opposed to the original ukulele. And I fucking yeah. hate that. <laughs> Sound like an idiot. Um, but yeah, like uh, you don't you don't have to go through that crap. Like <laughs> it's actually uh, tolerable. So there's that too. Interesting. Cool. I wish they would just get the would be like allowed to borrow the characters from like Banjo and Donkey Kong because like I just I don't really like the the characters from know. Ukulele's world, but like the levels are fucking great. Like it's still worth playing. It's just like it's like RC Cola to like Coke. Yeah, I, I hope Nintendo does a cadence of Hyrule uh, and that would be gets, cool uh, and collaborates mm-hmm. with them with Donkey Kong or uh, get. Or maybe they could make a deal with Microsoft where Banjo Kazooie's on Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I forgot to mention like the best part of the yeah. game. Uh, Grant Kirk- Kirkhope and uh, um, shit, what's his name? Um, fuck, I gotta look it up. The composers—they're like, oh, David Wise. David Wise wow. and Grant Kirkhope. That's oh, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They they did the music wow. and like you know they did the music for like Donkey Kong Country and shit back in the day. So the music alone is phenomenal. Like it's it's great. Cool. Um, so, Chris, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? I'll be brief, um, with all three of these, because I think we're running out of time. Um, but, uh, Fortnite Season 2, uh, I already talked about my, um, thoughts on the game. I, I think it's a great revival, and I'd love to see more multiplayer games take this model and completely revamp their service, uh, with a Season 2. I, I think that'd be really fun, especially Overwatch. That needs a big refresh i'm hoping to pitch that idea to other people um a knight's quest um i received a review code for this and yeah it's it's a bit surprising actually i'm not a fan of the art style um the faces kind of look creepy to me but everything else like you can see that they've really pushed for like uh, a lush kind of open world the music is beautiful like i'm really surprised by the music and uh, the platforming seems fun so far. I haven't really dipped my toes too far into it yet. It's, it's just first impressions. But uh, so far, it's, it's pretty good. I just um, I guess also the combat's just not that interesting uh, either. And I wish it was like that. Because I, I know Zelda is very basic. And is kind of inspired by Zelda, this game. But... Uh, yeah, it could, it could be better. It, it could be more like Zelda, where there's like an alternate kind of attacks you could use as well. Uh, Did you like it more than Oceanhorn? Because I know that yes, was similar to Zelda. I do like this Zelda. Okay. more than Oceanhorn. Yeah, I haven't played okay, the new Oceanhorn game, but uh, A Knight's Quest, yeah, much better. Um, okay, that makes me feel good because Oceanhorn was decent. Yeah. So if this is better than Oceanhorn, that's and I'll, I'll give my I'll give more impressions later on. 
I'm just finishing the third game, uh, Indivisible, and we received a review code of this uh, from uh, 505 Games. Super enjoying it. It's one of the best games I've played this year. Um, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the story. The characters have a great arc to them. Uh, it take, The story has uh, a bunch of twists and turns that you don't expect. And I love the combat system. And once you get further into the game, you realize the further you string a combo, the more damage you can do. And uh, as you get more characters, there's more opportunities in the combat system to make it grow and um, get your combo much better and much stronger. And the, the attacks are super like animated and uh, really cool looking because this is from uh, Lab Zero Games who worked on Skullgirls, right? So you can tell that there's a certain polish to it. Uh, so that that's it for me this week. Um, but look out on Monday or Tuesday for an indivisible review uh, from me and Josh. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a lighter week here. But, yeah, pretty much next week we're going to have Call of Duty and maybe we'll get a copy of Outer Worlds. Yeah. Um, and I know Josh will be playing Medieval. So, yeah, we've got a, a lot of coverage coming um, within you know the, the coming weeks here. Even um, if we don't get a review copy for the Outer Worlds, I'll be playing it in Game Pass. So I won't be like reviewing it, but I'll be able to like you know yeah, share some thoughts. thoughts on it. Cool, yeah. Um, so uh, that's it for episode forty-three. Um, why don't we do our little plugs here, uh, Chris? Where can people find you when you're not on the show? You can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter. You can check out my podcast, uh, Let's Speak Geek, uh, next week. Oh yeah, this week actually. Um, I'll be talking to Chris Ranter, one of my great friends, um, and uh, he's a big film buff. So we're going to be talking about all things film. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Sonic movie, I think, and how appalling it is. And uh, one of his favorite films, uh, Telling Stories, uh, which is from David Byrne, the lead frontrunner of uh, the Talking Heads. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. yeah. So we'll be talking about those films. Uh, other than that, uh, check me out on Rapid Reviews UK. Um, I do have a review, few reviews coming out there, and I think I'm going to do the written version of my Indivisible review there too, so check that out there. Awesome. Um, Josh, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? Um, at Twitter, um, at Mr. Josh Nichols, and then uh, I'm going to be streaming Medieval on Twitch at Trickjurs77. Um, Got I'm looking us? forward to that. I took work off for that and everything, so that's fine. Of course you did. Um, and <laughs> Dude, I took that day back. I took that off in June oh my God. when the trailer came out, yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Joseph Yaden. You can find me uh, covering news on PlayStation Lifestyle and maybe another guide in the works at IGN. Uh, well, we can talk about that later. I don't know. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. So, yeah. Um, and then... You can also uh, find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play. Um, get at us on Twitter, at ActiveQuestShow. Uh, we've got our shirts from Teespring, which I think we all own a shirt now, so that's kind of cool. Um, and we are a part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network, so shout out to everybody involved with that. I think uh, the show's gotten a lot stronger since we've uh, joined them, and it's just yeah. really cool to have other people you know we can talk to and stuff that are in the network. And I'll be on in the incursion uh, as a guest because we've been talking between each other a lot. It's it's about time uh, so oh, one yeah. of us yeah. joins and, on. And 
for you guys um, <laughs> on Indie Incursion, uh, you're more than welcome to come on the show anytime. You're welcome anytime at all. You guys are yeah, awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, uh, don't forget to leave us reviews on iTunes. Or really hell, or what? Didn't they get rid of iTunes? It's not called iTunes anymore. It's Apple right? Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, anyway, leave us reviews there. Um, really helps us out. It helps with the algorithm. I know there are a bajillion gaming podcasts, so anything you can do. Please, please, please for review that us, help. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that helps. Um, and then, of course, our email, activequestpodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, next week we should have thoughts on Medieval, Call of Duty, maybe Outer Worlds as well. Outer Wilds and, as well, too. <laughs> oh, and Outer Wilds. I think we... Did we get a coat? Yes, we did. Yes, yes, we did. I haven't even touched it. I what, tried playing the, it and I died instantly. So, <laughs> What platform did we get a code for that on? Was that PS4. on PS4. PS4? PS4. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll maybe have some coverage on that. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye. Bye. And congrats to Joseph to being Valve Terminal's uh, uh, reviewer of the week. That's really cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah.